listen to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. They're wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we've returned for episode 399. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, what's going on? Yes, sir. So what you getting into this week? Uh, this week, I got to see this uh, Korean action movie called uh, The Assassin. That was pretty cool. Okay. And I got to see um, the new Resident Evil animated movie, uh, like, Something Island? Let me see. <clears throat> uh, uh, Death Island or some shit like that. I don't remember. Okay, I didn't even realize they were doing another um, Resident Evil. Ah, uh, you jump. didn't miss much. It was crap. It, it was just. It, it's another animated movie. Um, like three D animated movies, like the string okay. of them that they've been doing in the past on Netflix. And mm-hmm. this one wasn't very good. It didn't really, didn't really impress me at all. The story just felt like super whack. What studio was it? No clue. Okay, it wasn't one of the main. Main ones uh, I don't really pay attention to who does 3D animation, okay, particularly. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I don't. I couldn't name a single studio that specializes Neither in 3D animation. <laughs> Honestly, like, I I usually only follow the anime studios, not the the, the 3D ones as well. So, yeah, I, I, w- I wasn't sure if it was like one of the more known studios that was maybe branching off, but nah, I'm pretty sure it's the same studio that's been doing all these movies for. Uh, all the Resident Evil movies for gotcha. Netflix because this is not the first one. It's a, yeah, Resident Evil Death Island. Oh, okay, yeah, and they've all been pretty mediocre. I wonder why they keep going yeah, down that road. Yeah, so I, I didn't really like that one. Um, I kind of gave it a shot because I watched, watched the last one, but the villain just one out of ten for me for the villain. Like, the villain was, was a dude that was, he worked for Umbrella, and they sent him on a mission. Shit went bad. Um, his best friend, him and his best friend were pretty much given the order, like, yo, we got to kill everybody there. There will be no evac until everyone is dead. Anyone who is infected is dead. Yeah. And so his best friend um, instantly was like, well, we got to kill these niggas. And he hey, killed the zombies. Orders orders. But the other main character was like, no, stop, stop. I was like, yo, my nigga, why are you trying to stop this dude? They're literally like zombies. But maybe... Maybe in the series, they didn't know what zombies were yet, even oh, though the dude worked yeah, for Umbrella. No, weird. But... Um, eventually, uh, his best friend had gotten bit while trying to kill all the other, uh, dude that got turned, and so he had to kill his best friend, and he decided that he's oh, going to... It, it sounds like his trepidation was probably why his friend got killed. Like, if he would have just helped him, like, kill the zombie. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, absolutely. Done it. He was actively being a hindrance to his uh, friend, yeah. trying to stop him from shooting the zombies. That, that, that would definitely sour me on the villain. And, and then that turns you bad? Like, nigga, and, uh, you're no, that's the not, that's not even it, bro. That's uh, not even it <laughs> at all, because you see that much later... Well, no, you see that at the beginning, but... Um, you don't know he's the villain in that moment, right? Okay. When you're seeing that. That's the opening scene. The reason why I don't fuck with him is because, like, 10 fucking years later, he's decided that he's going to take the drones that have... He's going to make the T-virus. He's going to make drones that can carry the T-virus. Um, miniature drones. They're, like, they're like the size of mosquitoes. Okay, I was about to say mosquitoes. And, um, so it's a prototype. So, yeah. But, like all fucking TV prototypes, he's got a huge fucking warehouse of them. 
And and um, he's going to send them all over the world and infect everybody else so they can understand that there's no justice in the world and they can all be oh, like wow. bad. Like, okay. like that was my nigga's justification. Yeah. And the minute he started talking about that, I was just like, nah, you a bitch ass nigga, bro. I can't, I can't even, I can't even rock with none of this. You, you have, I, I don't understand your motivations. None of, none of that. You're just bitch made. Yeah. Unfortunately, I do that, get it. Yeah, right. I can see that. I'd be entertaining. You need. You, when people go through trauma, you need to fucking address that trauma because it comes out in really bad ways. And if you don't address it properly, it'll 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 leave a poor it'll cause you to interpret that particular situation poorly because mm-hmm. you'll look at it solely from the perspective of pres- of protecting yourself yeah, preservation rather than looking at it objectively in any other way. Mm. And yeah, that that was this main do main characters unfortunately like more the main villain. The, yeah, that was the main villain's motivation, and yeah, that the whole the, from the minute he expressed it all the way to the end, you were just like, villains like nah. that in particular, in particularly, rub me the wrong way because it feels like you're wasting my time. Like, Facts. you know how much other shit I could be doing if you weren't fucking being a shithead right now. Like, mm. I yo, the grow world, up, nigga. What are you like fourteen? Why the fuck? What are you like twelve? Tons of shit needs to happen right now the that could fuck? utilize my skills, but instead I'm, I'm here taking care of your dumbass. Because this corporation was mean to me and my friend, and I betrayed my friend at the last moment, so the whole world is to understand how I feel. <laughs> nah, that ain't it. But. Mm-hmm. Um, Jill was all right. Um, Leon was cool. Fucking uh, 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 who's the other dude? It's Jill, Leon, um, and the other dude, not Chris, um, that Chris Redfield, Chris Redfield and yeah. uh, Claire. You know, so it's all the, it's, it's the major players. They're they're out there doing their thing, and the action was overall. But I I didn't really like it because, unfortunately, the 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 main villain is a massive part of the movie, and he just everything he was in, I, I felt like mm, I didn't like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's the part that sucks is, like, when you have something that you're enjoying, but there's, like, a particular character that's just every scene they're in, and they're a major uh, plot point. It's yeah. like, ugh. It's like the wet blanket. Yeah. But other than that, that I, I did get to see The Assassin, which is a dope-ass okay. Korean movie that was pretty fun. It's a very generic name. I mean, it's a movie about an assassin. You don't need like, to go big. You remember... Uh, <laughs> The American movie, uh, what was it, Ninja Assassin? I was like, yeah, I do remember that. Ah, one. Jesus Christ, man, that is super generic. Uh, I and I particularly like when they uh, actually have something of substance. I don't know if this one has it, but Ninja War, uh, Ninja Assassin definitely uh, was nothing but uh, blood and gore. It was mad gore for a ninja movie. I was like, yo, <laughs> I don't know. I I think stuff like that is perfect. Because it lets you know exactly what to expect. It's yes. a movie called Ninja Warrior, and it was a movie about a ninja trying to get back some bullshit, and was, there was a lot of blood and guts to it. Straight to the point. Oh, I like oh, that. On the cover of it, it was was very, like, on the face of it, and yeah. it was... And to say it was shallow, it just gave you what was yeah. right there. That's why I, I love shit like that. It was perfect. This movie, this one was exactly the same, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, the Assassin, it, it was... Um, it's, it's take place in, like, ancient fucking Korea, um, when the best assassin in Joseon was rocking around doing shit, but unfortunately, my man got angina, and back in the day, Damn, there was no the real heart? cure for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, they never specifically says what angina it is. Angina only happens in the heart, by the but, way. But so, yeah. 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 Well, I, I, I that's know, why I, I, I reiterated it, it very redundantly. <laughs> the um, they never explicitly state what he has. They only state the symptoms of it, 
and that there is no cure except for this mythical plant that grows on top of a mountain. Mm. So um, he sets out to get to that plant, but that shit don't work like that. When he got to the next village, he, got, he ended up getting robbed Whoa. by a bunch of um, like the street urchins in the village like, ended up robbing Damn. him shit. So he ends up um, coming across this lady who runs an inn, but she's she she's got a soft heart. So, but at the time she was being harassed by a bunch of random dudes who was trying to fuck, and uh, the main character God helped damn. her out. <laughs> like oh shit, the main character helped her out, but um, because he didn't have no money or no nothing, she kind of let him stay in exchange for tricking him into being her uh, her server for the place. Now shit was going. Now she has a a little son. Um, chill book, I think my nigga's name is. He was pretty cool. He does not fuck with the main character. He was like, yo, my mom is too nice. She's always picking up bums like you. You better Damn. pull your fucking way. This is the reason why we're poor. <laughs> Savagery. He's like, this is the reason why we're poor, because my mom is too nice. You better pull your fucking weight. So I'll fuck with the little kid for that. Uh, but um, what ends up happening is, in the area they're in, it's kind of, unfortunately for them, their magistrate is a puppet, and the other magistrate, That's the norm, yo, you gotta assume your magistrate's <laughs> you a puppet, dog. The magistrate's a puppet, and one of the dudes that work for him is actually the real one in charge, and he's actively working with the bandits in the area. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, one of the bandits, he got arrested, and he's trying to get back into the mountains where his brothers is. So, the uh, the magistrate, the corrupt magistrate, organizes things so that. Uh, uh, he can get it that way, so that he so that the assass so that the bandit's brother can make his way back up the mountain to go reunite with family. Generic right? name, but this is not a generic assassin storyline. I'm just saying it had some depth to it. Okay, oh yeah, yeah, I see for sure, for sure, on. for sure. DC, don't judge a book by its cover. I know, not this one. Ninja <laughs> Assassin was a different story, but that's what I was Feel expecting it. from a Korean but, um, action movie. Yeah, he uh, uh so. The big, the big thing is the ladies' inn is sort of like the last point of the town before you head up into the mountains. Mm-hmm. So inevitably, when the younger bandit brother was going up there, he stopped at the inn. And unfortunately, he was the one that killed the little kid's dad, the Chillbuck's dad. The reason why his mom is there by himself is because when, he went to go, when the dad went to go pick herbs one day, he was killed by bandits. And so when the bandit brother showed up with his bodyguard to the inn, young Chill Buck was not ready to let that shit slide. No, are you kidding me, nigga? He was not about to let that On shit slide. Sight. The mom is like, yo, you know, the mom is trying to keep everything no, calm mom, and cool and all that. It's on-site. Do you know what that means, bro? But the little kid, like, props to him, bro. Absolutely. He, like, went me? right up to that dude trying to stab that nigga. But, but young bandit wasn't having it. And ah, damn. <laughs> it's like, damn, I thought you were <laughs> jumped, my bad. Yeah, he caught the blade in his hand and, and before he couldn't even get to the, 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 the bandit's body. And so rather than let Chillbuck and the mom die, Assassin Buddy takes care of it and buries the two niggas in the back. See, now you gotta handle it, bro. It seems like so, every. So hold on, my question mm-hmm. is: is that when he got beat up by the urchins, he was because he did not want to fight them. Uh he wasn't beat up by them. Um, this is right after he had his diagnosis for the heart thing, and he essentially passed out, and they grabbed his shit and dipped. Oh uh, damn! They did my man nasty like Sinbad. All right, gotcha. Yeah, like, like he, he, he you like Sinbad, Sinbad and Magi. My man took a nap, yeah. woke up naked, like hundred oh, percent. He fell asleep on just like the side of a building somewhere, just chilling. And a bunch of urchins showed up, gotcha. watched them for a little bit. And when because they that was cut my original question. Out. Like, yo, this is the assassin, and he got 
He got stuck up? No, nah, nah, but he got he yeah. got he got robbed. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. He got robbed like after after some other shit had happened too. But it's okay, yeah, essentially yeah. what ends up happening is uh after the young um after the young the young bandit is killed, this causes a bunch of fucking problems because now the the now the 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 shadow magistrate he's like yo older bandit's gonna fucking murder me if this if he finds out he like the the his uh brother's dead everyone's gonna go down with him so he hatches the plan See, to that's like why, like why you do business with niggas like that bro he had no choice he was being blackmailed also he's an asshole uh. and he was controlling all of them you feel me like he was controlling both the bandits as well as tr- controlling the magistrate, gotcha. and sort of making the town flow perfectly the way he wanted it. You know what I'm saying? Getting getting the townsfolk hooked on opium, then getting oh, them to sign over their man. land when they were um the when they were too high and shit. Niggas, bro. Yeah, the the, Yo, the shadow magistrate was a piece of shit. That's one thing I realized about like Asian people. When you bring drugs into their neighborhood, bro, you have become public enemy number one. They do not fuck with that shit. Like, cause it, I mean, they seen what happened in history. I mean, like English were like, yo, you have to trade opium with us. Fucked up China for a minute, bro. Like that shit was fucked up. Like, let's not take it for granted that it has been the MO of Western powers to use uh, narcotics to, to, to destabilize nations. Yeah. I mean, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Yeah. After the, um, after the younger bandit died, the shadow magistrate he was in a pickle but he also saw it as an opportunity to can't let any tragedy go wasted bro 100 percent. he also saw it as an opportunity to no longer be the shadow magistrate essentially oh he's about to find his exit strategy yep and so he he eventually figures out that um the the younger bandit brother was killed because he never made it up to the mountain he goes and checks out the the inn with the with the mother and chill book and she the, she was like the mother was like no I, I haven't seen him at all nope I haven't seen the young bandit I at all never seen him and he's like hmm I don't know about that so he gathers his forces and f- ends up finding the bodies and shit and he blackmails the assassin into uh, going to get the to kill the other bandit brother so he's like yo look you, you caused me a big ass problem by killing this one dude so I'm gonna need you to solve the problem completely. Mm. By killing the when other bandit brother, off, bro. and so, and of course, when he sent him to do that, he also sent the. Uh, he's also manipulating another guy who used to work for the bandit, who's like, "Yo, you just gonna let that other bandit dude tell you what to do forever? You gonna let, you want to be the Yo, landed, bandit what? leader now or what?" <sighs> so he had. I do like a good mastermind. Everybody, I bro. do like a good mastermind. I'm not gonna front. Like that's one of the good like villain yeah, types. He, he was bro. playing everyone. Uh. And so yeah, my main the fight with the fights were really good too. Like um, when the main character encountered Bandit Brother Number Two, he was high off opium with a bunch of with a bunch of uh, prostitutes next to him, and the main character stabbed him in the chest right quick. And he was just, while um the Bandit Brother was like looking at the main character and he was like, "Yo, you got some super fucked up eyes or some shit. I can tell you've been to some dark ass shit." The main character just stabbed him in the stomach. Damn. Yo, <laughs> Bandit brother was like, "Yo, don't interrupt me while I'm talking, my nigga." And he removed the sword from his chest and headbutted that nigga. Then proceeded to start the fight. Damn. So yeah, it was pretty dope. And then after main character made it out, the um, shadow magistrate had an entire army of the rest of the, the the bandit army ready to fight him. And then they, yeah, it was really cool, man. But the one thing 
The one thing I don't like about the fucking movie, bro, it killed my nigga Chillbuck, bro. Why? How you gonna kill the kid, bro? bro. You can't be killing the kid like that. Cause like that's how he was able to get the um the the assassin to actually go after the elder bandit brother was he kidnapped Uh. the son and was just like, yo, if you want that, you want to see that nigga alive again, you better go get that bandit. But you know he's he's a good bad guy, so he's taking care of loose ends. And even though he said you to do that, he said the bandit's after you, and then he killed the kid. And I was like, no, I was really hoping you wouldn't chill, buck, fucking die. Shit. But it did lead to a really cool moment when um the mom was just like, yo, you're an assassin, right? Yo, I'll give you everything. I was saving this shit up for Chillbuck's um future, but I don't need it no more. I give you all this shit to kill these niggas. And then make uh, uh Iman, who's the name of the Inan, who's the name of the assassin, he was he just took one coin from her. He's like, nah, I got you. I got you. Chill shit. I'm doing this on GP. You feel me? He's like, I only need one coin. You keep the rest of that. Yeah. Dang, that's that's that is that is tragic. Bro, I, I was so mad. It was like you didn't need. To, I mean, I, I, I mean, story wise, move, yeah, you, like story wise, I understand why you did it. You did pay it off correctly and all that shit, but it's just like, ah, I really wish like the little kid would have lived to see the new world you created without the shitty magister who's hooking the entire town on opium. I really would have liked to see the little kid yeah, there, see there, that. There's certain world, you know? way, like. You expect niggas to be corrupt, but there's certain ways of being corrupt that are extra detestable. Yeah. And it's like, yo, getting people addicted to shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and then using it to steal slavery, their land. all that kind of shit. Yeah. Like, all of that stuff is like, bruh, y'all got to go. Yeah, you know I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, he had, like, to see that world. he had a super young assassin swordsman buddy that um he would use to blackmail the real magistrate. <laughs> had him sneak into his house and fucking... Cut that nigga up while he's sleeping next to his mistress. Yeah. But nah, it, it, I really enjoyed it. Just just plainly the assassin from I think it came out in July of this year. It was it was a pretty recent movie, but I I really enjoyed it overall. Was surprised. I did it, it seemed kind of um it kind of seemed like it was gonna be a little bit uh I guess um like a like a B grade movie at first, but okay. it, it ended up being pretty solid. Like really good um production value. I really like all the fights and Listen, great story acting. Sounds super solid, like, right? That was a good breakdown. And I, and I really really like the story. I guess the biggest spoiler is that Chillbuck dies. Cause man, oh yeah, I guess so we should have cool. started with the spoiler alert. So cool. <laughs> we do with the breakdown. And they did this really cool thing. You know, like um, uh, you've seen in a Terminator. Uh, uh, as well as in um, fuck, I can't more remember. Oh, in Black Adam, how like you know the kid is trying to teach this really super stoic yeah. character to be human, and they had that moment in this one too when um when uh, uh he the mother tricks him into becoming a server for her inn because he doesn't have any money because he was robbed by the little kids, and so Chillbuck is like, yo, you need to work on your smile because you're scaring the customers. And so he was, like, trying to teach him a smile, and there's a little Korean, like, nursery rhyme that you say, I guess, to teach children to smile or to say cheese for pictures or whatever. And so, like, he was teaching him that, and, you know, it's the classic moment where it's, like, it's failing, and then the kid is gone, and then, ah, it was so good. It was good. And then he actually revisit that moment later on, like when he's resolved himself to go fuck all them niggas up after after he um, delivers... Chillbook's body to his mother. Um, ah, oh, that's damn. That's tragic, right? There. Yeah, like he goes, he goes to to fucking handle the the fake magistrate, the shadow magistrate, 
and then he finds the body of the kid, and then I at least fuck with him that he brought the he brought it home to his mom. Got it, bro. And you know that's when they're doing like the montage, and he's remembering. And he's just, like, saying the shit the kid taught him, but he's just, like, at the thousand-yard stare, and he's doing it without emotion. It just was a great scene. Well, you know, I do, like, you know, (laughs) like, I I do enjoy seeing, like, good acting from, uh, you know, a plurality of ethnicities, because especially because um, Asian cinema is so culturally engendered, you get really Mm -hmm. unique and diverse performances. And so I do love to see, like, high-end uh, performances from uh, cinema around the world. Yeah, I, I so. really enjoy that. I really enjoy the actress that played his mother. Chilbuck was awesome, and the assassin that played Iman was awesome too. There was um, I think the actor, yeah, and the, yeah, the, the, the assassin actor. who played I'm like whoa, 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 hold up, <laughs> the assassin who was played that a real assassin? Actor? My nigga? No. <laughs> <laughs> and also the the shadow magistrate was awesome because I did not they did a really good job of like obscuring that he was like the main villain until until they yeah, pretty yeah. much showed that nigga. So it, that that was pretty cool. That's dope. Nice. That's what's up, yo. But yeah, I didn't actually get to catch anything too much this uh, this week. But um, I am looking forward to Loki and Gen V, bro, because both of those are ramping up to be very interesting. Yeah, um, man. Uh, I think the next movie to check out is going to be I'm I'm going to have to catch cre- the creator at home. I'm not going to be able to probably see that in theaters, but I do want to catch the Marvels in theaters. So that's going to be um, coming up in the next few episodes. So. If y'all want to watch those, catch those, because we're going to be deep diving them. Um, and so, yeah, I don't think there's anything else too crazy coming out before the end of the year, is there? Because, I mean, we're we're wrapping it up now. I wasn't really looking for anything. If anything pops nah. up. No, nah, I don't think that there's anything um, until early next year. Because, yeah, we're wrapping up with Marvels, Loki, um, Gen V, yeah, that's that's about it. So I'm definitely looking for at least we got some nice stuff to 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 bring us into December. Um, I'm sorry, November. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't foresee too much else popping out. Maybe there should be some movies coming in, you know, because you know they're gonna do like the award season and stuff. So they're gonna try to squeeze in some movies. But yeah, other than that, I don't see too much else uh, popping up. Um. But yeah, hopefully uh, something that's flown under the radar will uh, rear its head because that's uh, that's going to lead for a very uh, lazy November, that's for sure, when it comes to entertainment. Pretty but sure yeah. The Boys comes out. I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure uh, Invincible comes out in November. Yes! Oh, good shit. I think it's late November, though. Yep, you are correct. Invincible Season 2 uh, is definitely um, on the horizon. Their social media has uh, been pumping out some stuff, so... Yeah, definitely. Um, looking forward to that. So, yeah, that's gonna be another fun one to follow because that, you know, the 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 creator of of because I think uh, Invincible is also the same creator as The Boys, I believe. Uh, something Kirkland. Robert Kirkman. Robert Kirkland, I believe. I mean, um, I I know he did. Um, no, I think that the, the the Boys is actually created by um. Uh, yeah, I, I think the boys is different from um uh, uh Kirkman also did Walking Dead. Walking Dead. I'm sorry, that that's that's for. what I'm conflating right there. I apologize. It's not the boys. It's Walking Dead. But Kirkman has done some really good stuff, man. Like I gotta give it to him. Like that's that's a uh, he's got a, a couple of a good uh properties under his belt. 
But needless to say, my man has had some pretty uh, shifty methods with getting his stuff to production. That's to say the least. Um, I'm sure you've heard the the uh, the rumor about how Walking Dead was pitched as a an alien move, uh, an alien zombies mm-hmm. uh, a, a concept. Nah. <clears throat> oh man, yeah. So evidently, the original concept for the for the Walking Dead got shot down, and so he just pitched it as a as like an alien zombie invasion. And that that got picked up, and the the uh, the uh, people who were financing him kept asking him like, "So when does the show turn? Like when does when when do the aliens come in?" And he was like, "Don't worry, at the end got of like, the next season." And then it, only by the fact that it became a hit did they realize like, "Oh, oh, he's not." Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> like, yeah. dang. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do because the money honestly, people are going to be the money people. I'm not you mad know what I mean? I'm really not mad at it. I'm definitely never going to encourage people to lie about what you're making. But in the case that you know what you got is a hit, you just got to land it. As long as you land it, I'm not going to I'm not going to say nothing about it. You know what I mean? Um and um similarly Invincible back when he was pitching the graphic novel had uh quite the tumultuous production uh uh, uh um um let's say, uh, history, because he, uh, Kirkman wanted to drive for a very, uh, uh, like, regular um, release schedule, like, every two weeks, but his artist was definitely not uh, with that, and unfortunately, it caused a split there, so there was a whole whole uh, thing behind that. But anyway, the man be hitting, bro, because both the, I think that The Walking Dead and Invincible really really delivered on on their adaptations like heavily and from what i understand he is involved with that so yeah but yeah i'm looking forward to seeing invincible season two a little side tangent on that but uh yeah i've been it was interesting um uh, delving into the history of of kirkland uh but yeah other than that i guess we could uh jump on into some of these here topics um man I just wanted to to touch on this one real quick because uh, do you remember we did we spoke about uh, on air about Hassan Minhaj and we how did. they kind of uh, were coming at him in articles about his uh, stand up. Mm-hmm. Well, my man took a little while to 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 formulate his his response, but I it, I think it was a solid one because there's one thing when you come out. When you come at people who are very meticulous in what they do, you gotta be ready for them to produce receipts. And uh, he did a, a very, I think, thorough rebuttal to each and every uh, uh, allegation that came against him. In terms, and and the worst part was is that um, he sat with the people after they published the article to try to discuss it with them. And he recorded it, and then they they recorded themselves clearly being disingenuous and clearly, you know, showing that they had no interest in representing the truth behind the matter. And I'm like, well, why would you let him record you doing that? So he came bearing receipts that they are fully aware that they misrepresented each and every one of those allegations. And so... um. It leads me to believe, like, given the timing, like, somebody wanted to to tank his his shot at the Daily Show hosting, 
And that's kind of it. Feel it feels like that's what was happening, because for them to have a pretty much fabricated article, especially when he they have he has recordings of them when they were doing research for the article and him providing them the information that they clearly contradicted in the article. And I'm like, he recorded you guys doing it. I'm pretty sure he didn't hide the recordings, or he probably wouldn't be broadcasting that he has them. So it's like, what? why would, you know what I mean? And so it's assuming that they had no intention of the allegations landing for, for any kind of long, long period of time. They were doing it to slander him in the moment, you know? And so, yeah, it, it, that's what it feels like to me. This is all supposition on my end based on how it went down. But I just definitely wanted to say, like, I don't want to, I hate when people throw smut on people's names unjustly, you know what I mean? And, and. I I pretty took I took a pretty impartial uh stance on it when it happened but I definitely want to want to say that I, the man didn't do what they said he did okay and to embellish on a comedic stand up story that's nothing to to even bat an eye at you know what I mean I don't think that I'm giving that's not even a pass you know what I mean like we shouldn't be expecting stand up com- comedians to be telling true stories Right? Like, that's not a crazy assumption, right? Hey, man. That really depends on the purpose of you listening to comedy, right? I I, I don't really like to make statements. Like, I listen to comedy to get entertained. None of the other mm-hmm. shit matters to me, right? So yeah, if somebody wants to make something up, mm-hmm. does it really... Was it funny? Ultimately, that's the long and short of how I'm gonna, how far I'm going to look into it. Yeah. And, and the only reason why I, I bring that up is to say that you know, you know how you know for whatever reason you might consume comedy. We should never. It, it's just. It, it's probably fallacious on any level to assume that a comedian is giving you true stories during their produced stand-up. You know what I mean? Like, even if it's relatable, no matter how real it sounds, even when they insert themselves and their loved ones into, you have to assume it's fiction. These people are not in the business of producing documentary evidence of their life. You know what I mean? So the idea that that so many people grabbed onto this story, I feel like it it, it was because of an undue expectation of, of of what they were receiving. You know what I mean? And and that and, and, and that I think you know people need to modulate that expectation a little bit. You know. You might like comedians who are telling real life stories, and that's cool as long as they can maintain that air. But the assumption is that it should, it, the assumption should always be that these are stories, not facts. You know what I mean? But yeah, that I, I, I definitely appreciated that he took the time out to very comprehensively. You know what I mean? Like my man left no stone unturned, which is that's kind of his his uh, you know what I mean? His in his type of uh, investigative uh, stand up. Is 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 very much on brand for him. So, yeah, that, I think that, that was a uh, uh, a good way to address it. I'm I'm glad he did that, and I just wanted to to bring that up because I did, you know, I, I gave air to the allegations. So I'll give definitely give air to the rebuttal, which seemed very solid. Which you know you could check out on his um on his page if if anybody is so inclined. But uh, yeah, moving on from that, dude, Nintendo, dude, I I I. I I'm always floored by how like bipolar Nintendo can be with their with their player base. 
there's times when Nintendo is extremely gracious and treats their player base amazingly. And then there is situations in which Nintendo is just absolutely recalcitrant. And mostly it's when it comes to the tournament community. Nintendo is absolutely unaccepting of any type of third-party tournament usage uh, or tournament play with their products. Completely and utterly. So much so that they put out a yearly release saying that they will prosecute people who who try to conduct third-party tournaments without going through their licensing system. And what's even funnier is, is that this year, they were like, you know what? We got to up the ante. We will not even accept educational institutions. We don't want... We, we don't believe that educators should be using our products without our licensing. It's like, yo... So pretty much if you have um, a Nintendo Switch in like your school and or library setting that you have open use of, they don't want that to... Unless you have a license with Nintendo, that is not an educational item. And I'm just like, why would they escalate to that? Like, what? who pissed them off so badly? Like, that third-party use of their, of their, uh, uh, of their software even extends to schools and educational institutions like that just seems needlessly uh because i'm telling you there's not that many you know what i mean like there's definitely not that many educational institutions that have excess resources to like purchase a switch or even host tournaments or anything like that you know what i mean and so it's just wild that nintendo like felt the need to up the ante on them like that but I'm just like, man, the 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 tournament community has just, and they 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 won't abandon it either. They'll they'll never stop trying to host tournaments with Nintendo products. I mean, because they don't have an alternative if they enjoy playing Nintendo products. Yeah, and, and, <clears throat> and well, I mean, I guess there is an alternative because there is a, a first party licensing process. But of course, it's opaque to anyone who's not, you know, like a first-party developer to them. You know, it's extremely hard to get first-party Nintendo licensing for a, a, a tournament of any sort that has a decently-sized property to it. You know what I mean? God forbid Smash Brothers. They were completely unopened to, to, to really allowing widespread third-party Smash Brothers tournaments. You know, and even through their licensing system, it was prohibitive. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like it's because you have nowhere else to go. Yeah, <laughs> the Nintendo's essentially tell you you ain't got no choice. Follow my rules or fuck off. Yeah, you know, and and honestly, I I feel like, especially since a large part of the tournament, a large part of the tournament community would be based in either like TCG games that are on there that are on the the Switch, and probably um you know, like fighting games, you know? And I don't know anybody who wants to play a fighting game on the Switch, but, like, those kind of communities, especially with having a flagship like Smash, would, it would, it, given, like, how broad the, the world FCG uh, community is, I figured they'd want a piece of that. But I guess they're like, nah, fuck it. 
we'll keep it small in the name because I mean, I couldn't tell you the last time I heard of a first party Nintendo run Smash tournament in any of their like in any of the generations of Smash. You know, so it's just like they did. They they want to bar. It feels like they want to just close it off altogether. Like they just don't want that community to exist for their games. Period. Because they're not willing to facilitate it in any. I mean, and and given the amount of failed community projects that Nintendo's jumped into, whether it was like Street Pass, you know, all you know, all of those iterations that they were trying to use with their portables to create community-based uh, 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 software, you'd think that they would pick up at least some of what's going on. You know what I mean? But nah, I guess they were just like, fuck it, let's just close the door on that. Because we're not going to be able to... We're not... Well, I'm sure they're able to, but they're not going to support it properly, and they're not going to allow the community support it to support it properly. It's just, just like... It feels odd. It feels odd. I'm not really sure, like, what policy that is. You know, I'd be really interested in what, like, business... Because I'm, I'm not going to offhandedly say that it makes no sense. I just don't understand. And I would love to know what that process is because th- that would be very revelatory to understand, like, oh, okay, that's why they choose not to 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 support X amount. And, and you know what I mean? I, th- I think that, that would be really interesting to find out. Why, why Nintendo is, like, no... To to tournament based communities, because you know, the example would be the FGC, but also the TCG community. Because honestly, I could see playing like Hearthstone on the Switch, or any of the Magic Online variants. To be I, that would be very dope. You know what I mean? If you like that form factor, if like if you like that kind of play, the Switch is a really good device to play something like that on. You know. And so, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that that was interesting, you know, that that they came out so forcefully against something that's not even, like, on the radar. You know what I mean? Like, they escalated their their community play, uh, their 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 uh, lockdown, I would say, on community play down to even educational institutions. Yeah, sounds like an old person decision to me. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and, and that is, once again, speaking from a Western perspective, because who knows, schools might actually in Japan have dozens of units per you know institution. So I could be wrong in that. You know, um, in America, it's probably not that many. I would say because I know that no public libraries I know have access to like the systems themselves. They do game rentals maybe at best, and only some of the most upper end auxiliary institute educational institutions provide those kind of uh, amenities to to the kids in in them so yeah it's, it's probably something that's actually geared that would actually make sense is that it's geared mainly towards the market in japan where they have a very high density of educational institutions and probably they are more utilizing their their um hardware which would make them prone to the kids norm you know organizing um tournaments of their own volition that's that's something that's very popular you know so okay maybe that that makes a lot more sense maybe it's something geared towards their market but yeah nintendo once again showing it's a very insular insular company in that respect 
uh, they either are focusing on the Japanese market or they really just don't give a fuck about the foreign markets. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, moving on from that, bro, I don't know what's going on with, with DJ Envy and this Caesar Pena guy, but I don't know how he, they're still doing, like, they're still doing business, bro. Like, they just, yo, Caesar just put out a fucking promo with Killer Mike, bro. <laughs> I have no fucking clue what's going on. I mean, to be fair, it's important to remember that this promo could have been recorded yesterday or two years ago. True. Okay. It might not be. And a then this promo. might just be the most opportune time to drop it for Mr. Pena. Bro, that is so nasty, yo. Could you imagine getting the promo before the scandal drops and then dropping it after the scandal drops, bro? Oh, that's so fucking nasty, bro. And then this guy is on IG just further incriminating himself, uh, uh, Caesar, just showing that he has no remorse, talking about like, yo, even if I go to jail, I'll get out in three years and do flip three more times and then y'all still be on my yachts, right? Right? Are y'all going to be saying this when you're on my yacht in three years? Like, I'm like, bro, bro, bro. Why do, yo, why do scam artists love making their lawyer's job so much harder? Man. You got to be thankful for shit like that. You know what I mean? I, I'm always happy for... I'm never going to be mad at a dumb criminal, bro. Never. Not never. in a million years. Never, 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 never. Because he most certainly is, is not of the class for protection. Because let me tell you, man, the only dumb criminal that I ever see, like, make it to the top was, like, Donald Trump. Like, he made it all the way to the top just being a dumb criminal. Just being... Literally being the villain... That everyone portrayed him as in the movies. You know what I mean? Like, I really, yeah. I don't think he lacks certain things to fail that high up. Yeah, you know I mean, like, once he hit 80 million, I was like, bro, what are you doing? Yo, your, your scams got too big, man. Your scams become a, a profitable venture to prosecute. You never want to be a profitable venture to prosecute, bro. That is that is a, a a bad position to be in, and that will get you knocked. And so, and the amount of public just braggadocio that these guys have to claim that they had no knowledge. You know, I I don't think that they're aware of a of a legal term called criminal disregard for the truth you could you can be so obviously disregarding the truth of your crimes that you, that you've double that you've come full circle back to being criminal you know what i mean that's criminal negligence you cannot be criminally negligent of the truth you know what i mean and so all of this public shit that they're doing i'm just like what in the world and, and, like, your primary defense is that you were one of the victims, Envy. You still got nigga out here saying your name. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Maybe he, he it would be in his best interest to file a cease and desist on Caesar at this point. Like, yo, <laughs> can you please stop saying my name in public, bro? You know what I mean? Like, but, yeah. <sighs> the obstinance, man, is pretty astounding. But yeah, I mean, maybe Envy don't like all that money he got. You know what I mean? 
Nah, man. Yo, sometimes niggas don't like, like their own money, yeah, bro. Maybe he feels like he's got to give it away to the state. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like pressuring him. It's too heavy, and it's like burning a hole in his pocket, so he's got he's to get rid of it. And that's why he's trying to do so much charity for community. It's clear, bro. Intentions are, are, are clean, man. <laughs> Exonerate the man, bro. No, I'm joking. Nah, I'm pretty sure he was criminally negligent of the truth. <laughs> like, that man closed his eyes to the clear and utter scam. Yeah, I mean, the man was doing commercials in the Pooh Shiesty hood, bro. Like, come on, bro. But yeah, I just, I, I just wanted to touch back up on that because that shit will not leave my feed, bro. They are definitely coming after that nigga heavy-bodied. Yeah, it's just getting started for that nigga. Yup. But yeah, moving on from that, you know, I haven't talked too much about the um the auto worker strike. Um, I did mention it a f- uh, probably a few episodes back, but that's been coming to a full head, bro. And so Ford, I think I believe it's Ford. It's Ford, Stellantis, and GM. I believe are the ones on strike. No, unless GM closed. Uh, but there's the, the the three big ones. Um. So one uh one of them has managed to come to a tentative agreement, which means that they have a deal on the table that is negotiable. And so some of the auto workers are considering going back, but I don't know what kind of pressure that that puts on them because Stellantis is actually bringing in strike breakers and private military to guard their their plans so i don't think that stellantis is going to come to any kind of um negotiation and that leaves the the third party i can't remember which one i know stellantis is is the one who's entrenching themselves um and i'm not sure if ford is the one that actually um that actually uh came to a negotiable deal but that that strike is going to be really difficult because the main point that I want to bring up is the fracturing of the solidarity. Because in honesty, if if they've come to a negotiable contract with Ford, that means that Ford has put something legal on the table. And for I I, I doubt that Stellantis would be entrenching themselves in in this uh in this way if there was a legal contract that that was being uh modeled by by uh the other other big three because they all go in lockstep you know they all are under the same regulations they're all bartering with the same union so the idea that they're all going to have three separate contracts it, it's fiction it's just creative thinking all three of these companies are going to come to the same same contract because they have all hyper uh, uh, legalized these contracts to get maximum value out of it. So they're going to go to the brink of the law, you know, on all of them. And, and, and they're all bartering with the same union that is asking for the same demands across the board. They're not asking for special treatment of certain plant workers no it's a union and union solidarity says that we all get the same contract for doing the same jobs you know so you know the idea that you know it's up in the air whoever chooses to 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 come to the table at this point they're the only ones willing to come to the table you know and i would hate to see 
the union workers at the other plants be stuck on strike while the uh, while some of the the workers get to go back because that causes a fracture in the solidarity you know and and worse off Stellantis unfortunately there's there's no legal pressure from the government to bring them to the table because as i was just saying it's a show of, of of bad faith when legal contracts are put on the table and you're not willing to to at least come to the table in negotiation no one's saying you're you know you have to ratify anything but when people are bringing legal contracts it's a show of good faith to sit down at the table and read that and so the fact that they're not means that there's going to be a real dichotomy going on here and i think that the government in terms of regulating the labor especially of the car car companies has tried to sit on the fence they've been quote unquote their stance is pro labor but all of their legislation and regulation is 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 pro corporation and so i'm interested to see which avenue the government tends to throw its weight behind whether they're going to back the the people who are coming to the table with with legal contracts or if they're going to back the Stellantis model of now nah, we're going to use scabs and private military troopers to force through whatever you know as long as we need to until the workers figure out their own shit you know what i mean and um so i, I want to keep looking at on that and i'm definitely going to um come back with some more information because I, I i've only seen what's going on in passing only because i've been preoccupied a lot with what's going on and um in Palestine and stuff like that. So that that's that's been, you know, very heavy on the feed. And so the information trickling in about the, the auto workers union, you gotta really look for it in between the cracks. But um yeah, I definitely wanna keep up with that because I'm interested. I really I really because I remember my my original prognosis was that the auto workers are because of the model of overproduction are not in a good position because the 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 corporations are sitting on a backlog of vehicles. Like, they got tons of chargers unsold. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of cars just sitting around to be sold, so they don't need new cars to be made, you know? That's serving a very small portion of the market. And so, for what it's worth, if they were to cut production significantly and just rely on selling backlogs, you know... And for what it's worth, the only reason why that would be difficult is because of the very culture that they created through yearly car models and pushing, leasing, and all of this kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, you know, unfortunately, this just forces them into a position to find another sellable model with what they have rather than find ways to actually pay production properly. You know, it's very much cheaper for them to find a sellable model with the stock that they have. You know, and that's that's part of the problem of of the separation between um, the people who make the cars and the people who own the cars and the people who sell the cars. You know, that's three actually completely separate um, entities and they can finagle it to work one against the other because, you know, just the way that the, the industry is set up. So, yeah, the UAW work uh, workers strike still persists even though um, one of the corporations has come to the um, table with uh, a negotiable contract, to say the least. But yeah, 
that that's pretty far from maturing. So we'll, you'll definitely hear back from more on that. <clears throat> uh, moving on from that, dude, yo, Israel's wilding right now, bro. Did you did you hear that they're turning away uh, uh, the um, the hostages that they're trying to release? Like mm-hmm. Hamas has been negotiating through Qatar and Russia and China, um, various uh, 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 de-escalations of of violence. Which is crazy because Israel and and its allies have taken any kind of de-escalation off of the table, which you don't want to get out diplomacy by Hamas. Like that's bad news, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, they had been they've been releasing um hostages that are not because as I said originally, unfortunately, when you turn every one of your citizens into potential military uh 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 insignees. You turn them also into military targets, and despite the reporting initially on this, Hamas was not indiscriminately killing people. They have killed a lot of people, and I'm not condoning that, but this was not an indiscriminate killing, and they have released a lot of Americans. They have released uh, uh, some of the Israelis, even though Israel uh, uh, refused to actually accept the, the, the hostages when they were attempting to be returned. Um, and then you find out later it's because all of the hostages that were returned were Muslim. So evidently, Muslim, uh, Israel is now de-legitimizing uh, uh, the citizenship of Muslim Israelis, even ones who don't live in the Gaza, who live in the kibbutz. So, you know, it, it, the, the inhumanity of what's going on is just getting deeper and deeper, dude. Shit is crazy, you know? And, and it's a shame, like... The idea that to call for a ceasefire would be to deny Israel its right to defend itself. Because that's the thing is, is like, I'm never going to take off any person's right to de- defend themselves or any nation's right to defend themselves. But what I am going to do is call out when it's not defense. You know what I mean? Like, and 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 the only guidelines we have to that are not our personal opinions, or but the, the guidelines set up internationally. And while they might be flawed, they are the, 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 the rules that are laid out right now. You know what I mean? And so even by that standard, this is not defense. This is collective punishment of people who are being kept in an open-air prison by the standards of the international community. So, you know, it's just, it, it, it's, it's a real bad look all around, you know. These, these, these Palestinian journalists... Are, are trying to broadcast from around the world and and while live on air they're finding out that their homes were bombed and that their entire family is that it's, it's it's craziness bro you know 40 i i'm not sure if the, the number somewhere between 4500 and 7500 gazans killed like it's you don't even want it to be tit for tat but this has gone so far beyond that you know like it, it, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think that at some point, this particular conflict, whether it's now or in the future, it's gonna. I think it's gonna become more and more of a hotbed issue because, especially now, you're seeing the international cries for like, "Yo, stop using our money for this." You know what I mean? And that's the big one that I that that always bothers me about Israel because they're talking about like, "This is our land." You know, you can't Israelis can't be settlers because they're 
the original owners of the land. And it's like, listen, a thousand years ago when y'all lost the land, y'all lost that shit Pharisee squares he's in war. You wanted to play by war games and you lost by war standards. Y'all are out here garnering billions of dollars from resources of people who do not support you. This is not fair. This is not warsies. You know what I mean? Like, and I and I say it like that particularly because they play this as a game and they play the propaganda as if people don't have common sense. And it scares me because so many people fall into it. But this is not the same. This is not the historical battle that has been happening for the right of Israeli uh, existence in, 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 in Israel. Israelis have always have had a right to exist in Palestine. They've always had a right. And they've always been present. No one ever tried to exterminate them. That's the part that no... Like, when they were in Israel at, in 1948, no one was exterminating them. That wasn't... That wasn't the thing in Israel. Like, they fled Germany to Israel, be, you know, to get away from that. That's not what was happening there, you know? Arabs and Israelis, for a time, had a, a relatively, you know, a co uh, decent coexistence, you know? And so we can't, you know, let, let, let's not take this current, you know, uh, upwelling of Zionism to really, like, overtake the historical you know, uh, 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 context of what's been going on here, you know? And so, yeah, it, nobody is saying that, that, you know, what Hamas did is right. I, at least that's not, I shouldn't say no one. I'm not saying that what Hamas did is right. But it should be pretty evident to any clear-minded person that this is not a proportionate response. And you got the motherfucking uh, 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 White House press secretary. I don't know if he's a press secretary. No, that's that's Katrina Jean Pierre. It's the white dude. I think he's um head of um uh, uh the Joint Military Chief of Staff. Um, he's out here saying that that the uh, the hospitals are Hamas fronts. And it's like, do you know how dangerous of a statement and how untrue of a statement that is? Because those hospitals are not run by Palestinians. These are UN UNRWA hospitals. And to say that as the as the head of 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 the military is wild. Like, man, I don't know, man. Like it, it's it really is absurd to me the kind of kayfabe that goes on taking any of this shit seriously because you can't take it seriously. It's all it's all just theater because there, there's no way like the U.N. has to deal with a nation like America whose primary military spokesman is saying that U.N. hospitals are terrorist fronts. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. It seems pretty wild. Like I don't, I don't. I, it doesn't seem like that's a, a a functioning international order. You know what I mean? And 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 so yeah, it's it's a, it's bad news over there. You know, I really do feel like like this conflict is 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 so because of of the amount of international involvement in what in in the entire. You know what I mean? Like. America's race issue, it's it, it's it's internal. You know what I mean? America has made that. It didn't call on a bunch, you know, it, it might have used 
you know, a few tips from from overseas, but ultimately Americans are are the ones who are 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 financing and pushing the American, you know, issues in a society. But in over there in Israel, man, it's they are they are drawing on so many resources to do this and involving so many different people around this world through the, the tacit involvement by by garnering their tax money. It, you can't expect people to be okay with that. And so I feel like it's a it's a more tenuous thing, you know? It, it, it's hard for people in maybe white people in the UK to see the plight of black people in America, but their tax dollars go to oppressing people in Palestine. And so, like, I, I feel like it's a relatively... It, it is an alt... Not a relatively. It's an altogether different state of affairs when when we talk about the Palestinian struggle. And I think that this one has the kind of real, tangible uh, 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 effects on people's lives. Watching their politicians genuflect to 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 Israeli war efforts in in the most grotesque ways, the most grotesque ways. Like, it's one thing when you send money to Ukraine when they're fighting a bigger army. It's another thing when you send money to Israel that is squashing these people and then and then using mass propaganda to accuse them of things that everyone knows they're incapable of like when they bombed that hospital and they said hamas possibly blew it up they didn't fully well know what ordinance hamas has and where it is it is heavily infiltrated they knew that they weren't even capable of doing that and they blamed them you know what i mean like it's such a crazy state of affairs that I don't think that people are going to be as open to funding the oppression side of the war, you know? Like, it was all fun and games when it was Ukraine and they were the underdogs. I don't know how many people want to fund an, uh, an offensive war like that, you know? But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Because, like, you know, people are crazy. And I'm not everybody. So maybe a lot of people, are, a lot more people than I imagine are willing to to fund a crazy genocidal offensive war like that. You know? Like, that's that's kind of depressing. I would like to, 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 to be in a place where I could at least assume that the average person that I speak to does not support a genocide. But that's not, we, we don't even live in that world. That's not even a, a realistic thing. You know, and and I, th I think that's a shame. I think that that hu humanity has squandered a a, a very valuable uh, 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 opportunity in building a world where, at very least, genocidal behavior is always considered unacceptable. But you know, here we are. You know, it, you can only do but so much with uh with the world that you live in. But yeah, um, other than that, there hasn't been too much else going on. Um, you, we got the we got the ongoing indictment of of Mr. Trump, and what I think is gotta be a clear setup with the new Speaker of the House. This nigga is talk about a no name. This bro, this dude came out of nowhere to get Speaker of the House, like. To, to move from a relatively unknown politician, like, people thought it was crazy when a Barack Obama did that. You know what I mean? But he had an engine behind him. There was a lot of competitive energy there. 
this guy took this guy just jumped up a hundred steps in the hierarchy in the Republican uh, 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 party with little to no pushback. I'm just like, yo, my guys. But I mean, I shouldn't say little to no pushback because all of his predecessor, <laughs> all of his predecessors resigned and chose to not take their the the nomination. So I I shouldn't say there was no pushback, but to see how many actual other real Republicans there were actually vying for the nomination, like, and I, when I say real Republicans, I mean like genuine conservative, not like MAGA Republicans who were interested in trying to help their party get back into power. It feels like they just needed a patsy in there. That's why they, that's why they, they kind of stepped aside and was like, oh, no, no, no. Something coming down the pipe, and I don't want to be sitting on that gavel when it happens. I'll, I'll, t- I'll, wait, my, I'll wait till the next round, because this guy obviously ain't going to last long after whatever scandal drops. Because, you know, that's, that's how they do it, man. It's like they keep those seats revolving so that there's nobody who is aware of what's going on available to take responsibility. You know, I, I, they evade of responsibility by keeping those seats vacant or under understaffed. And so, yeah, you know, the speakership is a total shit show. You know, Donald Trump is on trial in three states right now. And that man is a Republican forerunner for president. That man's in, 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 uh, on trial in Georgia, Washington, and New York. And in Georgia, everybody flipped on him. Bro, I don't know, man. It's just, how does this come off as genuine governance to people? Like the amount that people are willing to 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 endure before they realize, oh no, this shit fell apart, bro. It fell apart, and honestly, like we got to do something different. Like we're all paying our taxes into this broke shit, bro. Damn, dude, that's the part that kills me. That's the part that kills me is that they set up a system that will be funded and manage to drain and exploit people's pockets regardless to whether they do their job. And that feels so bad to me. That's a feel bad, dude. That's a real feels bad. You know? Because, you know, because in that vacuum of, of governance, bad people will step in and, you know, get your money diverted to Ukraine and get your money diverted to 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 Israel and get your money diverted to to all of these terrible fucking um um foreign efforts that are just you know brutalizing people they're not out there making our world better that's for sure they're not they're not i they definitely are not ensuring and and i don't know i don't know how you feel about that as somebody who's been in the military but i don't know if you feel like your service was making the world a better place but from the outside looking in it doesn't really feel that way you know? 99% sure that's not the purpose of the military you know, but I, I yes, but that is the conception that a lot of people who hey, are willing to fund it heavily are willing hey, to go into it with. Always got to remember when you're talking to me, I will never engage with the bullshit propaganda as though it's real. You feel me? Can't. You can ride, surf, and protect on your vehicle all you like, but if I see you oppressing people, that those three words will never be greater than the mm-hmm. actions that you are taking. So therefore, I. It don't matter what kind of pretty words people want to put in front of their actions to me. Ultimately, the minute you do something fucked up, everything you just said becomes irrelevant. You know? And, and that's so just the type of person I am. Yeah, and 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 similarly, I, I try my best not to engage with the propaganda. What I find it difficult is, is that 
as somebody who hopes to one day be in leadership positions, I, 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 I have to take into account the people who believe the propaganda. So it's like, I don't believe it, but how yeah. do you govern people who yeah. believe that kind of stuff? You know, that is That's your really mission hard. is to, you're going to have to figure out how to actively get around that, you know, and going brute forcing it is not the way you can't i, I can never do there. that as as is very commonly uh, who's it mark twain it says easier to um uh, easier to convince someone that uh to 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 it's easier to convince someone to lie than it is that they've been lied to yes right Com- so it's like of a lie than <clears throat> then that they've been lied to there you yes. go so it's like <clears throat> It, anytime you engage it directly like that, you always you're always going to end up in the same spot because it's like it's not going to work, right? It's not you're essentially fighting against it in the most difficult way possible. Yeah. You got to treat them like children and trick them into understanding the truth, and you also have to treat them like adults and accept the yeah. fact that they may yes. not ever see or accept the truth. That's the quandary, you know? Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, we'll leave it. We'll leave it on that. You know, don't drink up the propaganda. The You got to kind of look at the world with your own eyes because we do not live in a society that is interested in being transparent with its citizens. And because of that, we are left to have to make certain assumptions about what's going on. You know, we can't trust that, you know, the Speaker of the House of Representatives is there for a genuine reason. We Those kind of things, unfortunately, are a luxury that we aren't afforded because of the state that our politics is in. And so, yeah, you know, yeah, you just look at the Republican frontrunner and you'll see everything you know, need to know me? about American politics. Believe their actions and not their words and there will be no problem. Yep. You feel me? No fucking problem because their words... That shit is is never fucking consistent. Anywho, it, it changes based on their whims and their and then the final goal they would like to accomplish. Indeed. Alrighty, guys. So I hope you did enjoy the show. If you did, please feel free to subscribe to us. You can find us on Patreon.com and on Anchor.fm. You could also find us on the social medias on Twitter at Korea underscore T and at Home Heron. You could also find us on the Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast and at Heron's Home. And you can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. And always remember, guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us and have a great one. Peace out. Take it easy.